Andrew Tate has a beef with Christianity, and he's announced in the last month that he has converted to Islam. He is a Muslim. Now, you may be asking, who is Andrew Tate, and why does that matter? Andrew Tate is a, I guess, guru might be the right word. He's kind of an inspiration for young men who are interested in not being an effeminate soy boy. So he's telling guys, you need to work out, you need to seek excellence, you need to start businesses, you need to be an entrepreneur, um, you need to acquire the great things in life like supercars and fancy watches like Rolexes and Patek Philippe's and, and um, Richard Mill and smoke cigars and all these things. And, you know, a lot of young men who never had dads, who never had any positive masculine influence in their life, they are starving for this. You see it with Jordan Peterson. He says, hey, you should clean up your room. And people are going crazy like, wow, this is the best thing I ever heard. I need to get my life straight and make my bed and clean my room. Um, and you've seen some of these guys. Now, I mean, Andrew Tate, I'll, I'll go through his bio in a little bit, but some of these guys are womanizers. We saw Roosh, who did the Return of King site. He, uh, he wrote books on how to copulate and fornicate with women in all different countries all over Europe and America. And finally, he realized that that life, that pursuit of hedonistic pleasure leads you empty. And he's now become Eastern Orthodox. He became Russian Orthodox, Rokor, Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia. And he said, I've listened to a couple of podcasts, that the Russian Orthodox stress the ascetic life, not the aesthetic, which is beauty, but the ascetic life, which is discipline, training, fasting, penance. You go to confession, you confess your sins. The Russian Orthodox Church, the Rokor priest says, hey, you need to be fasting you need to be making prostrations. Your Lent needs to be intense. Let's become saints. Let's root out the sin and make way for Christ. That's why he's attracted to that. Now, we've got Andrew Tate making a similar critique of Christianity, saying it's soft. It's all about bending the rules. And we're going to run the clip here in just a little bit. Okay, who is Andrew Tate? Emery Andrew Tate, the third, born in 1986, is an American-British internet personality and former professional kickboxer. Following his kickboxing career, Tate began offering paid courses and memberships through his website and later rose to fame as an online influencer. Tate's misogynistic commentary on social media has resulted in his bans from several several platforms. Uh, a while back, there was a video of him like whipping a girl with a belt or something like that. So the reason we're doing this video is we're talking about young men. Young men who are lost. Young men who are looking for the meaning of life. And Christianity, or what they perceive as Christianity, as we're about to see in this video clip, to them is completely unappealing. And I've been making videos now for years showing abuse in the church, abuse in the Novus Ordo liturgy, that is just sort of this lame, effeminate, Peter, Paul, and Mary, 1960s, 1970s, kumbaya expression. It's no good. It's no good. So let's hear Andrew Tate in his own words. Here he is explaining his conversion to Islam. 
about your conversion. Yeah. So tell us the story, like what happened exactly? Well, I think a lot of people who've been following me for a while understand that I've been mm. very respectful of Islam for a long time. Yeah, sure. I was born in a Christian country. I was raised as a Christian. And I've always been very respectful of Islam. And it's become more and more obvious to me and, and more and more pertinent that Islam is the last religion mm. on the planet. Mm. When I talk about Islam, because I'm new to it, yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit careful, right? Because I'm new to it. I'm certainly not a scholar. There's so much I need to learn. I know I'm on a learning journey. I'm not here to sit here and, and talk scripture. I, I don't know those things yet. I'm here to learn. Yeah. But, and we're here at your assistance. Thank, thank you, bro. Thank honestly. you. Thank you. Yeah. But um, it's just for me, it feels like the last religion on earth. I feel like there's no other religion. People say to me, why did you convert? And I said, I don't really think, feel it as a conversion. I, it's almost like I knew God was real, and now I've become religious. And they say, well, you were religious before. I was like, religious before how? Christian? Mm. What does Christian mean? Mm. Like, okay, so here's the part on what does Christian mean. And his criticism, as he perceives it as a modern, secular, hedonistic guy, here it is. Who's not a Christian? You go to Christian nations and everyone says they're a Christian. Look how they live their lives. Go yeah. to the average church. Is anyone actually fearful of God? Anybody? Mm -hmm. No. The girls are out on Saturday night drinking and then they turn up to church because their parents made them. Mm -hmm. like there's, there's no substance to the religion. And also, Islam very closely reflects my personal beliefs. I, through my personal life, yeah. I've learned that if you don't have standards and you're not a strong person who's prepared to defend his ideas, you'll be crushed. Yes. And we look at most religions in the world today which are not prepared to defend their ideas. What's happened to them? They're just getting crushed. And yeah. now we have... Christianity as an idea, which has basically said, well, we can't set any firm rules because everyone will just quit. So instead, let's make it so easy to be a Christian that nobody has to put any effort in yeah. and then accept everybody no matter what. And hopefully we can keep the church doors open. That's not, that's not yeah, God yeah. to me. You know, yeah, yeah. God to me is, is strong. God to me is something to be feared. Yeah. God to me is something, someone that people are afraid to mock. Yeah. God to me is someone that you have to go out of your way to prove something to. God to me has red lines. Yeah. Like God to me re represents the Islamic faith. The Christian God to me, I don't see God. I, yeah. I can't explain. I don't see anything there. So. Yeah. To me, it was it was the only logical choice oh, in the end. Okay, so I'm gonna I want to break some of this down here. Okay, um, his criticism starts right about here. Let's play it. Their lives. Go into the average church. Is anyone actually fearful of God? Anybody? Okay, go into the average church. Is anyone actually fearful of God? Look, if you go ever since the 1960s, especially now, you go into a church. Everyone's, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about Latin masses. I go to the traditional Latin mass. I'm not talking about Byzantine. I'm talking about you go into a Novus Order church. People are in there chit-chatting, talking right up to when mass begins. Sometimes during mass, during the passing of the peace. And as soon as mass is over, before the priest even gets out, people are chit-chatting and talking, mulling around. You would not think this is the house of God Almighty. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of the Apocalypse. The God of Moses and Jeremiah. The God when his divine son died on the cross, it became dark over the earth. Earthquake. The one true God. Instead, it feels like a country club. That's a problem. It's no good. Let's, let's continue here. Tell us personal beliefs. I, through my personal life, I've yeah. learned that if you don't have standards and you're not a strong person who's prepared to defend his ideas, you'll be crushed. Yes. And we look at most religions in the world today, which are not prepared to defend their ideas. What's happened to them? They're just getting crushed. And yeah. now we have Christianity as an idea, which has basically said, well, we can't set any firm rules because everyone will just quit. So instead, let's make it so easy to be a Christian that nobody has to put any effort in yeah. and then accept. So he's saying here, you know, let's not set any firm rules. And this is exactly what you see going on in the Novus.
it's the message of Pope Francis and the modern bishops and the priests just sort of like show up. Show up. No firm rules. No demands on our lives. And I think people in the world who want to be serious about life, they want to be successful. You know, you've heard me interview people say, or ask when I interviewed Boss Rutten, the UFC fighter, who's a devout Catholic, attends the Latin Mass, prays the rosary every day. He said, you know, I, when I encountered Catholicism, I wanted it to be a challenge. I wanted it to be a real thing. Everything else in my life is requires work and effort and attention. Uh, shouldn't my relationship with God and my faith be the same way? Absolutely. So what Andrew Tate is describing here is sort of the effeminacy of modern Christianity, and I think it applies to modern-day Catholicism. Let's, let's hear him keep going here. Everybody, no matter what, and hopefully we can keep the church doors open. That's not, that's not yeah, God yeah. to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. God to me is, is strong. God to me is something to be feared. Yeah. God to me is something... And I agree. God is strong. God is something to be feared. He's someone to be feared. He's not just your kumbaya buddy. Like those shirts. Remember when people had those shirts, Jesus is my homeboy? That's disgusting. That's degenerate. Let's hear what else he has to say. By the way, I don't agree with his decision to become Muslim. I'm just wanting to hear him out before we lose more young men to Islam. And I am going to do a critique of Islam, so hold on tight. Someone that people are afraid to mock. Yeah. God to me is someone that you have to go out of your way to prove something to. God to me has red lines. Yeah. Like God to me re represents the Islamic faith. The Christian God to me, I don't see God. Yeah. I can't explain. I don't see anything there. So yeah. to me, it was it was the only logical choice well, in the end. Alhamdulillah. Man. Okay. Yeah. So, tell us. so, I mean, let's say a young guy like that, you know, walks into church and he sees, you know, something like that right there. You know, that's just, that's clownery. That's degeneracy. Like that's uh, preschool level stuff. Or what if they walk into church and they see this? I did a video on this. All right. We got... Uh, the priest there, and we got this uh, nerd, this dork, and they got uh, water noodles or Nerf lightsabers, and they're doing a little fight in front of the most holy sacrifice, the altar of God. The altar of God. They're right there on the steps. He's in the sacred vestments. They're in the Holy of Holies, and they're goofing off like a bunch of nerds. Like how are how are young men or how is anyone supposed to like accept this as the true religion when you got priests acting like jokers and jesters up on the altar? Here's another one. I can do this all day long. This nonsense was in a mass. You've all seen it. People call it the spirit of Vatican II. What is this? That's supposed to be Jesus? No, get out of my house. Burn this. Complete and utter sacrilege do this all day long here's one part of my head and it. it's the only picture i could find this is the raft mass that's a priest a catholic priest with his shirt off doing a mass on an inflatable raft with a shirtless altar boy holding it steady he's attempting to do the consecration in the ocean on a raft excommunicate this guy defrock him he's already declothed might as well defrock him
How are young men supposed to take our faith seriously? You know, is it just to keep the church doors open and pay the light bill? Or do we actually want people to not only go to heaven, you know, going to heaven is the end all be all for us, but the end all be all for God is that he seeks worshipers who love him. The eternal worship of heaven. We're going to get into heaven and Islam. Hold tight with me. I got a major critique of Islam coming up. And then uh, what else I got here? Oh yeah, this one. I did a video on this one a month or so ago. This was on Father's Day. This chubby priest in the background had these two homosexual sodomites come out and give the Father's Day sermon. Right there. On Father's Day. To be a father, you have to have a mother. Two dudes, doesn't work. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yet this, this pudgy priest who should be defrocked and excommunicated, cast out, is prancing up there with these two sodomites to give the sermon on a Sunday. By the way, if you missed my podcast yesterday, I talked about using the old school ancient words for sins. And we talked about all kinds of interesting words like whoremonger and sodomy and transvestite and all that. Check it out. That was yesterday's show. Yeah, so this is going on. So Andrew Tate, he's a Muslim. He's wrong on that. But he's right on the wishy-washy, effeminate, sloppy, lazy, slothful version of Christianity that's being put out by effeminate, weak priests and bishops. It's shameful. And we lay people, especially we lay men, fathers, must demand for better for the sake of our wives and our kids and for the sake of Almighty God. He doesn't need us to defend him. But we need to offer proper worship, proper latria to the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. All right, it just has to be. Now, what's wrong with Islam. Why did Andrew Tate make a bad decision? Yes, he's rejecting an abuse in Christianity. I also reject it, but I'm not a Muslim. I'm a traditional Catholic. Well, here is the criticism of St. Thomas Aquinas, and it derives from a criticism from the Eastern Church Fathers subsequent to the arrival of Muhammad in the 600s. So, chiefly St. John of Damascus, says, and those that follow him, say that Islam is effeminate. What is effeminacy? I went over it yesterday in the yesterday's podcast. Effeminacy, as defined by Thomas Aquinas, is avoiding that which is difficult, sacrificial, or strenuous for the sake of something that is luxurious and easy. That's how St. Thomas Aquinas defines effeminacy. You have two choices in front of you, and when it's something that's virtuous and that causes sacrifice, that calls for it, you say, I don't want that. And when there's something pleasurable and luxurious, you say, I want that. And so these early Christians said that Islam was effeminate. Why? Because it doesn't demand sacrifice, and it promises luxury and pleasure. And the greatest example of that would be 72 virgins in heaven. You just get to have an orgy fest. Your own personal luxurious pleasure is what heaven is. For the Catholic, for the Christian, 
heaven is not your natural thing times infinity. It's like, I love pepperoni pizza. Oh, so heaven is going to be the best pepperoni pizza buffet ever. No, that's not heaven. You say, well, what do you like? I like baseball. Oh, heaven is like you're at the World Series every day. And, and not only that, you're a player in the World Series. So whatever you love, that's he heaven is just that even more. No. Heaven is supernatural, not natural. It's a supernatural end. St. Thomas Aquinas says we have a twofold end, a supernatural end and a natural end. But of course, the supernatural is greater. I wrote a 600-page PhD dissertation on this topic. I feel very confident that I know what I'm talking about, at least on this topic. We are called to a supernatural destiny, not to go and have sex with virgins in heaven. We are called to have union and communion with the divine essence of God. Thomas Aquinas says that by grace, by sanctifying grace, we in the next life become deiform in the form of God. We don't become gods. But as St. Peter says, we become partakers of the divine nature. We are united. Although we are finite, we are united with the divine essence and we have the beatific vision of the divine essence. We don't comprehend it fully. That'd be impossible. We're finite. But we have a union and we have a vision. That right there is what will give rest to your heart, to your soul. That's what you want. Every time you want to be happy, every time you reach for the bottle to get drunk or take drugs or smoke a joint or have sex, whatever you're trying to do in life, Ultimately, the only way that that itch will be satisfied is the beatific vision of Almighty God. That is Catholicism. Islam does not have that. Islam's paradise, Islam's heaven is natural. It's not supernatural. You don't have a divine union with God. God in Islam is Allah. He's not your father. There is no intercommunion between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He is a divine other, and there is no intimate union fellowship that's there. That's the problem with Islam. And that's why ultimately Islam is effeminate, Andrew Tate, if you're watching Andrew Tate. You chose, you want to be strong, you want to be a man, but you chose an effeminate religion founded by a false prophet, Muhammad, who married a nine-year-old girl. I mean, do we even need to camp out on that? Also, Eastern fathers would say that Islam is effeminate because their Ramadan, not eating until nightfall, is so much easier than Catholic Lent. Now, we've made Catholic Lent a complete joke with no rules, no effort, no sacrifice. But in the early church, they thought Ramadan was weak sauce compared to Catholic Lent. They're like, your Ramadan is just like a shorter and weaker version of Lent. Can we Catholics step it up with Lent? There's no reason why Ramadan should be more difficult than Catholic Lent. All right, and here's St. Thomas Aquinas. Here's his criticism of Muhammad, the false prophet, married to a nine-year-old, having 
his ecstatic seizures, rewriting the Quran, if he even wrote it. St. Thomas Aquinas says, Muhammad seduced the people by promises of carnal pleasure to which the concupiscence desire of the flesh goads us. His teachings also contain precepts that were in conformity with his promises, and he gave free rein to carnal pleasure. In all this, as not to be unexpected, he was obeyed by carnal men. End quote. You can see this, this accusation of weakness, carnality, effeminacy from St. Thomas Aquinas. You can divorce your wife. You can have up to four wives. Muhammad had more. He was special. Muhammad is burning in hell, by the way. He's a false prophet, a seducer of the people. And he promised people carnal delights in the afterlife. That's how you know it's a false religion. Hey, if you follow my religion, you get to have sex with 72 virgins forever. That's a tip-off right there that it's a false religion. The greatest sacrifice is for a man or a woman rightly ordered to give up marriage and children and to live the vocation of the consecrated life. Islam doesn't have any of that. And then, if you choose marriage, it's lifelong. No divorce, no contraception, no abortion. You have a lot of children and you build a family, you build a legacy and it's difficult but it's worth it you can't when your wife gets older get a younger one every 10 years like a car Muhammad said you can't Jesus Christ said you can't so it's a weak religion for weak carnal men the sad thing is, is that Catholicism now is not presenting strength. The Pope, the cardinals, the majority of the bishops, a lot of the priests are preaching this kumbaya nonsense. They're up there with their, their nerf swords, or their rainbow stoles, or the raft masses looking like a bunch of fools. And this is why I say you need to find a traditional Latin mass. Restore the Roman rite. No more games, no more patty cake, no more nonsense. Let's get the real deal. And dads, you need to lead your family. You need to pray the rosary every day. If you don't pray the rosary every day, you're not on the team. Don't be effeminate. All right, now I want to run another video of Andrew Tate. Now, this one's kind of interesting. This is him talking about Islam with regard to him getting a Muslim wife. So he, like Dan Bilzerian, is surrounded by beautiful supermodels, uh, you know, these gorgeous women that are perfect in every way. And I think I talked about this with uh, Elliot Holtz. Yo, Elliot. We talked about the interview of Dan Bilzerian with Joe Rogan. Where at the end, Dan Bilzerian's like, man, you know, I've kind of like blasted out all my dopamine sensors when it comes to supercars and 
supermodels and super food and super weed and super scotch and super everything. Like I can't even just appreciate like a cool Corvette anymore because I drive all these crazy fancy supercars. Can't even enjoy a normal, attractive, wholesome girl because I've been with all these other women, right? So it kind of winds down. You realize, well, what is life really about? What do I, what do I really want with a woman? or with a home, or with this money. Okay, so here's Andrew Tate talking about Islam, and adultery, and wives, and women. All right, here we go. Adultery is in the Bible. You're not allowed to be adulterous. It says in the Bible to put her ass to death, and you won't even question her. You won't even raise your voice. I am now officially a Muslim. Watching that video, because this is the first time I've watched it from start to finish. I've seen little clips on Twitter. I watched it from start to finish, and now I have ended up a Muslim. I'm a Muslim, and I hope you men at home are Muslim too. I'm gonna find myself a nice Islamic-ass wife. I'm gonna build up a big pile of rocks in case she gets fresh. I'm gonna be prepared, so I ain't gonna mess around. As soon as I catch her cheating, so no delays. Inshallah. Welcome to the new Muslim. Adultery. Okay, so uh, he um, said he's ended up a Muslim, and he's going, excuse my... Um, not French, but whatever this is. He's going to get himself a Muslim-ass wife and a big pile of rocks. So if she cheats on him, he can stone her. Okay. Not a great intro to your uh, your dating app video. Um, but here we go. I'm just going to run that part again. It's kind of like, well, where is this coming from? I'm a Muslim, and I hope you men at home are Muslim too. I'm going to find myself a nice Islamic-ass wife. I'm going to build up a big pile of rocks in case she gets fresh. I'm going to be prepared, so I ain't going to mess around. As soon as I catch her cheating, no delays. Uh, as soon as I catch her cheating, no delays. He's going to stone her. He's going to kill her. And he wants her to know straight up, right? Straight up. So this is kind of... Maybe an insecurity going on here, or I don't know what's going on, but um, he's definitely wanted to settle down. And I don't want to use the word monogamous because Muslims are not technically monogamous. They can have, they can be polygamous. Um, but he's going to get himself a Muslim, here's the quotes, Muslim ass wife. And then if she, if she, as soon as she cheats, he's going to throw those rocks at her, he's going to kill her, stone her. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Um, maybe this is satire. I hope so. But it's it's an odd thing. And I just want to say to Andrew Tate and to all the young men watching. Yes, listen to Jordan Peterson. Make your bed, clean your room, uh, brush your teeth, go lift some weights, do some deadlifts, get on a treadmill, lose weight eat right, do all these things, start a business. I agree with all that, right? Um, but don't listen to Andrew Tate. All right, this is, uh, this is odd. And Islam is not, as he says, the last religion on earth. It's not. Islam is a backward medieval folk religion of Arabs pre-oil when they didn't have money in sports cars. And it's, it's founded and written by a false prophet who never did 
one miracle. He did not rise from the dead as Jesus did. Uh, he, he did nothing except kill people and, and allegedly write down a book. Think about that. I mean, there are prophets in the Old Testament and even the apostles in the New Testament performed more miracles and did more great deeds than Muhammad. How is he supposed to be the last of the prophets? Kind of a joke. So, I would encourage you, young men, if you are not baptized, you need to seek to be baptized. You need to be baptized in the older Roman rite. If you don't know what that means, you need to find a traditional priest who says the Latin Mass. And you say, I want the older Roman rite of baptism. And he's going to start training you as a catechumen, and you're going to train and get baptized, and then you're going to make communion and get confirmed. If you already are baptized and you're not a Catholic, you need to find a traditional Catholic church. If they have the Latin Mass, that's a good place to start. And you need to either become Catholic if you're not. If you already are a Catholic, you need to go to the sacrament of penance and make a confession of all your mortal sins. These are all the sins against charity. You start with the Ten Commandments, the Seven Deadly Sins. I have videos on all that. I even have a video on how to become Catholic. And I've heard from people who said, I found your video on YouTube on how to become Catholic. And I followed it. And I just want to thank you. I became Catholic this year. That makes me feel good. So maybe start there with that video. Just type in Taylor Marshall, how to become Catholic. But if you are a Catholic, you need to go to confession. You need to confess all your mortal sins. You need to do your penance. And you need to start living a life as a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And you will radically transform your life and you will find peace and you will find joy. And that's exactly what you need. And I guarantee you that Andrew Tate is not going to find peace and joy with his false Quran and his false prophet Muhammad and his quote-unquote Muslim-ass wife and his pile of rocks. It's futility. It's a joke. All right, thanks for watching. If you, uh, if you want to learn more about the power and strength of God, that Jesus Christ is the same God of the Old Testament, he's not like a 2.0 nice version, you need to read the book of Revelation. You read the Apocalypse, and I've just authored a best-selling book, Antichrist in Apocalypse, which goes through in the first part, who is the Antichrist and what he will do, all taken from the church fathers, not my ideas from the Bible and the Church Fathers. And the second part of that book is a line-by-line, verse-by-verse commentary on the book of Revelation, the book of the Apocalypse. And it goes through the seven churches. It goes through the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven plagues. And then the final outro at the very end of time with the Antichrist, the Mark of the Beast, the two witnesses, Armageddon, and all of that. It sounds confusing. It's actually not. We break it all down for you in this book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. Check it out and get a copy. If you'd like a signed copy, you can get that at patreon.com by becoming one of my patrons. A patron is someone who supports my writing and supports my videos, podcasts, YouTubes, everything you're experiencing right now. If you benefit from this, please like the video. Please share it on Facebook, Twitter. If you're on Twitter, hit the retweet. If you're on Facebook, share. If you're on YouTube, hit share. And of course, subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. But if you want to become part of the inner circle, 
and help me do what I'm trying to do, you go over to patreon.com and I'll send you a free rosary. I'll send you a free book. There's a two book thank you. There's a third tier where I'll send you Antichrist and Apocalypse. There's a fourth tier where I'll send you Antichrist, Apocalypse, Infiltration, two other books, all kinds of stuff. It goes on and on. So visit patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall. And a big thank you to all the current Patreon patrons. I am grateful to you. Thank you a million times. I appreciate your support. And if you want to move and find a good Catholic community like the one that I live in here in Texas, and you want to sell your house, it's a big deal, I know. But if you can do it, relocate, find good Catholic schools, good Catholic churches, go to realestateforlife.org. They can help you sell your home wherever you are and find and buy a home where you want to go. And it's not just for the United States. It's for Mexico, Canada, and all over the world. Contact realestateforlife.org and they can begin helping you and tell them you heard about them at the Dr. Taylor Marshall Show, Dr. Taylor Marshall Podcast. And I would appreciate that. Also, pray your rosary every day. I already said it. Pray your rosary every day or not a team. Men, pray the rosary. Pray the rosary for family. If you don't, can't help you. And you have no right to complain about anything because you're not doing anything about it. You got to pray your rosary every single day. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. And with that, I think we'll close with the prayer. We'll pray the Our Father and we'll pray in Latin. Oremus. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, advenia regnum tuum. Fiat voluntas tua, sicut in cello et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sometimes people say, you pray too fast. I'm just praying normal cadence in Latin. If you want to learn the Our Father in Latin, or the Hail Mary, or the Glory Be, or the responses to Mass, I would encourage you to do one of two things. The free version is, as I have a series of videos in a playlist on how to pronounce and say the basic prayers in Latin. You can go on YouTube, type my name, Dr. Taylor Marshall, Latin or Latin prayers, and boom, you're going to have a whole playlist where I go very slow and teach you how to pronounce these Latin prayers. Pater Noster. All right. Or if you want to go advanced, I have an online course at NewStThomas.com. NewStThomas.com. It's a whole course on the Latin Mass and the Roman Rite. And I guide you through the Latin Mass, the history of the Latin Mass, um, how to use a missile, the different kinds of Latin Masses, and how to make all the responses in Latin and all the basic prayers in Latin. If you want to do that, please go to NewStThomas.com. And there's eight other courses with a new one coming. You'll get all of those thrown in, included. NewStThomas.com is where I teach online courses. So please check it out. All right. And that's a show. So remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the like button, the thumbs up, and subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and clicking the bell for notifications. God bless. See you in future videos.